I should have the show out. I mean, it's not bragging if they're not his lights, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's jealous. It's more jealousy. He just wants you to see the lights. Ant Man. Yeah, I just want you to see the lights. They're beautiful. It. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're fine. They change. They change color. Oh, fancy! I am so fancy. I'm just sharing a show around. It's a pre-show, y'all. What, what was that? What? Are they changing color now? No. Here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. <laughs> That's my favorite song about a prostitute, about forced prostitutes. What's that? I thought I turned it off. I thought it was on. The mute was on. David, you great fool. Well, it's it, it's it's before the show starts, so at least it's the pre-show. First it's allowed you during the pre-show. Who First you saw me cribbing on Breba McIntyre, <laughs> National Treasures, and then you have the stupid exactly. echo thing going on. I don't. Is she a national uh, treasure? Of course she Are is. Are you defaming the name of beloved country music yeah. icon Reba McIntyre? You piece of shit. David. I would dance, be, David. if there's don't a reason to defame her, then I would decry her. <laughs> No, uh, I, <laughs> segment one, I watched the movie, and we'll talk about the She-Hulk trailer, I guess. That was okay. Oh, there is a lot of Disney Plus shit coming out. Like, uh, well, right. the one trailer, but then, yeah, a lot, of, back, lot of news, back. yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about any of that, just the She-Hulk trailer. I mean, we can. It's worth mentioning, you asshole, that they're well, doing a continuation. Of course I want you to mention it. That's why we're talking about it now. Uh, Conan, uh. Eisner Awards, we're going to talk about most of the Eisner Awards, because they are books that we are reading. The DC Round Robin has ended, and our worst nightmare has come true. It's fine. It's fine. TMNT. It was the one book, though. You know what I mean? It is the one you specifically mentioned. It's like your least favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TMNT event, uh, and then the return of a... I don't even want to ruin it for David. I'm sure he's heard, but we're definitely talking about it. One of the best image books to come out in Probably the last 20 years is getting a sequel. We're going to talk about it. Oh, I know what it is. Ooh. Oh, I uh, do. I do. Food news. Uh, we will have an update on food news as well as new food news. One good, one bad. And you get to decide which one is good, which one's bad. We do have a moment of destruction. So if Adam does <coughs> show up show up when I want to, J.R. Token, I'm a wizard. I show up when I want to. He's a genius. Uh, but that's a great actually... Gandalf impersonation there. But... <laughs> that's what he says. Wizards show up when they want to. No. <laughs> and then we'll do top three. Hey, Banner a Yankee, Week. A Yankee and King Aragorn sport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Bunny. Send in love. We appreciate it. Andy here. She looks okay. Man, they got to touch up that CG. We'll talk about it. It's but definitely, early, yeah. It's an early to trailer. everybody to sh- for showing up early. Um, I, I mean, the CGI for we're like, gonna get Agents to it, Dave. Ah, don't jump the gun. Is there anything else we want to add to the news this no. week? Uh, we may have some July cancellations. We'll talk about those as that month gets closer. But if there's nothing else to add, let's just let's just do the thing. I'm very excited to talk about the Eisners. But my segment one is amazing. I can't wait. Knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, a band. Tom, Tom Hanks cussing? <laughs> he did Have you Toy never Story. seen that before? I've he did it in Toy Story too. I stopped watching a lot of Tom Hanks. That's like 30 years old. 
Buzz Lightyear, go fuck yourself. This Geek and Comics out Ricky Cruz comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer, A.K. David and Taylor, how is it, gentlemen? Good, good. Segment one, well. segment one this week. Day. Uh, probably the shit. best piece of cinema you will watch all year. Chippendales <laughs> Rescue Rangers. Uh, dude, this was like amazing fun. This is like the Hollywood step cousin of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I was about to say it does look. A, it does have like it has Who Framed Roger Rabbit energy. Roger Rabbit is in the movie. Really? Is it yes. Roger Rabbit from the movie or Roger Rabbit from the novel? Because they're very I've heard different. they oh, managed to pull in people novel. that yeah. they do not have the license for. And, you know, kind of impressive. Uh, is this available on Disney Plus? Yes. Now? Yes. Right. Oh, I mean, read the fucking poster. Do you want to come back to us David? later? And Yeah. Uh, I've been very busy these last couple of days. Sure, sure. Uh, this is geared towards an, an older audience because who else would have watched Chippendale's Rescue Rangers? Um, but. Uh, now, oh no, uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers is actually quite good, dude. It doesn't take itself serious. It's the perfect amount of meta. Uh, for example, like Dale goes and has CGI surgery. You know, so now <laughs> he's an updated CG animation version of himself. So it's like playing off the Hollywood, you know, which, plastic surgery trope. Which the original cartoon was very tropey because Chip and Dale were based off of like you know Magnum PI and in Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a fantastic movie, dude. I mean, I'm I'm not being facetious or sarcastic at all. I fucking love this. Movie. I'll definitely watch it when I have a chance to sit down. But I've been a uh, moving house all weekend, so that's been very busy. That's going. So you didn't even do nothing. I have done nothing this weekend aside from moving and this, and reading my comic books. That sucks. Mm. Uh, Dave, what'd you do this week? Anything cool? Anything oh, cool? No, I had a pretty terrific. It was better than that. Better I had than. a pretty terrific cookout <laughs> today, and I got a whole rack of ribs for my trouble. Nice, good. For I was you. gifted a whole rack of ribs. Right, good for you. I'll be eating like a king for at least two, three, at days. least half a day. Uh, she Hulk, attorney at law. Uh, this trailer was solid. I mean, let's just elephant in the room. The animation, the CG. Looked a little rough around the edges. They need you to know, polish that get, up, yeah. If they're going to get Kate, if they're going to make the She-Hulk look like Kate Beckinsale, they just might as well get Kate Beckinsale. I don't know. She well, they're like making Tatiana her look Maslowski. like, yeah, Tatiana Maslowski does not need to look like another person. She is quite a beautiful woman. Yeah, but, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But, but when they do the She-Hulk, she looks like Kate Beckinsale to me. Whatever, uh, but... I mean, maybe... If they catch up the CGI, this does look pretty promising. I like the humor that was on display. Um, I like that they kind of have the vibe for She-Hulk pretty well. Like that. That is very on brand for She-Hulk. That is very on brand for She-Hulk, dude. Yeah. Uh, Frogman appearance. Get your Frogman number. First appearance is ready. Exactly. It did have Dwayne Johnson's Scorpion vibes. There is no fucking way in hell. That the only people who noticed this were us neck-breathing fucking nerds, okay? The folks at Disney have to understand that this shit don't look as good as it needs to look for this to be an MCU show. I mean, we know that they have the money to do better. They've been spending the money on these MCU shows. We've seen that they had the money to do better in, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they brought in Ghost Rider. Because the Ghost Rider CGI was on the money for Robbie Reyes. Yeah, and they're I certainly think, going to pour more money into this than they poured into that. 
Yeah, I think this is gonna have to go like one more time through the computer. I mean, I don't know how it works. I don't know how CGI works. You know what I mean? I'm not like a animator programmer. Leave it a few like, more hours in the get, CGI. You're gonna have to yeah. get some yes. CGI surgery like Dell got. <laughs> yes, we put it back in the CGI oven. It needs another 30, 45. You know, we'll eat in an hour or so. I mean, but It'll be otherwise, yeah, story wise, character wise. Uh, everything looked good. Ruffalo was in the trailer, so uh, we had the I abomination mean, in the trailer. Yeah, a bomb was in there. That was cool. So I mean, yeah, they haven't gone wrong. <laughs> when are we going to get these... Rick Jones? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I was just talking about Rick Jones the other day, dude. Like in the context of Amadeus Cho, how people don't like all new Hulk. You know, Amadeus Cho turns into Hulk. I liked Amadeus Show as Amadeus Show. He was really cool. He didn't need to be a Hulk. Yeah. Can't we have like a Rick Jones character? And then he reminded me, yeah, ain't Rick Jones a fucking Beyonder now? And I'm like, oh yeah, Rick Jones is like a Beyonder now. So I guess we can't. We can't even have a Rick. I mean, Jones. Rick Jones is Rick one of those Jones. characters you got to ask yourself: Is he actually going to add anything to the show other than you know tickling people's nerd bones? You know. <laughs> exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sure, sure. But they should make him be a, a bigger, a bigger thing. So, all right, let's do the news. If nobody's got any fucking ribs and moving, well, you were helping somebody move last week, David. I, you gotta wait for that world thing to go away. You come in way too loud while it's going, dude. I did not help them do anything for that move. All I did was drive the U-Haul back to the. Uh, to the U-Haul place, and my wife bought me lunch. Well, oh, was, well, that we was out. nice. I know. So you got a like, treat. You were that's an unsurprising lack of work on your part. There, I, you're right. It is kind of on brand. It, it is. It is actually. Oh yeah, I'll help you, and then I just never show up. You know, or you show up and you delegate. No, I didn't even delegate. They were like, "No, nah, we're good." They didn't really have that much. Not like me. I had thirty boxes of comics, fifteen boxes of toys, outside of like short boxes, fifteen boxes. Anyway, let's go. Conan. It is official. We talked about it last week, and it's the only reason we're talking about it now. Uh, Conan is gone from Marvel, and if you read Savage Avengers, it does appear that they may be setting up to just leave him you know, back where he started. Um, the final original Conan comic will be King Conan number six, uh, due out in July. Uh, it's going to publish collected editions through December, but what we're hearing from Heroic Signatures, uh, who now holds that license... Marvel decided not to extend their license. Um, that's weird to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I get it. I mean, but... I'm going to assume that the number guys assumed that it wasn't giving him a good return on investment. Sure. I mean, um, it's always there's always a home for it at IDW or Dark Horse. Well, we just said Heroic Signatures is planning to create and yeah. publish new comics. I mean, weirdly enough, though, a lot of the stuff that has had coming in it has been really good. It's was Jerry Duggan, man. That dude can turn shit into sugar. He can just write whatever the fuck he wants, you know? Uh, but yeah, there's your follow-up for the Conan news. We would have been, you know, not doing our job if if we didn't mention that. Because we did mention the rumor last week. All right, Eisner's. Back to the actual news. We're going to go through all of these because we're going to talk about them. Because there's a lot of good favorites on here. Best single issue one shot. Taylor, if you had to guess. Any book. Single issue one shot. Um, maybe that crossover thing with Chip Zdarsky wrote about himself. No, that is not on here. That is a good one, though. But no, Nightwing 87. 
All right, good. Hey, Grayson, Tom Taylor, Bruno Rodondo is on this list. That that um, was the one where it was one giant uh, montage yeah, action big scene, right? Panel, yeah. A uh, great but, addition, yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I mentioned that one. Wonder Woman Historia is also on there from uh, DeConnick and Jimenez, an awesome book. Wolven Daughter, Mouse Guard, The Owl and Caregiver, uh, and Marvel Voices Identity Number One. Um, best continuing series. Bitterroot, The Department of Truth, Immortal Hulk, Nightwing, and Something is Killing the Children. Holy shit. Uh, those literally are the best books that have been on shelves within the past year. Um, hey, but The damn. Immortal Hulk has oh, it's it's gone been within now. a year. No, yeah, I think it's, it's been, been within, within a year. year. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, I think, uh, last summer that it wrapped up finally. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I was all over that book's nuts the whole time it was coming out. Department so, yeah, of Truth. I, I can't quit talking about that book you know nightwing um, we we don't shut up we'll we're gonna rave about it later on we will today. yeah uh and then something, something is killing kill- the children is which just is great phenomenal best limited series taylor what would your nomination for beta ray bill would be my pick beta ray bill argent star by danny warren johnson is on the nomination list hell yeah uh, along with good asian hocus pocus many deaths of layla star that's a ram v book Okay. Stray Dogs, which is my choice for this because I was a huge fan of that book by Tony Fleeks and Trish Forstner and Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow by Tom King and Belky Sevely. Man, the one Tom King book that I think all of us ignored. Which one was that? The Supergirl, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah, I never picked up a single issue of that. Yeah, we just ignored the hell out of that book. Uh, sorry, Brandon, I missed you. I think it would be a copyright issue too. Uh, yeah, they... Yeah, something's got to change there. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I'm still going to pick up those books and, and talk about them. Uh, oh, dude, Frankie, yes. Stray Dogs was so good. I mean, ah, oh, I love that shit. Trish Forstner's fucking amazing, too. Anyway, best new series, Human Target, Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Nice House on the Lake, another James Tynion book. Huh? Not All Robots, Mark hey. Russell, Mikey Adada Jr. Yeah, AWA. AWA. Getting some Eisner love. Radiant Black. A book Ooh. David just cannot stop raving about. I love Radiant Black. I know you do. And now it's, the universe is expanding. Yeah, that's Kyle Higgins and Marcella Costa. And then Ultra Mega by Ooh, James Heron. Another book, book I that, like. Yeah. Me and Adam liked. Yeah. Uh, best publication for early readers. I just wanted to mention I Am Oprah Winfrey by Brad Meltzer and Chris Eliopoulos because I love both of those guys. Uh, Chris Eliopoulos is just amazing. And he is my favorite letterer of all time, but he's a hell of a cartoonist. So, uh, best writer, Brew Baker, DeConnick, Ram V, James Tiny, and the fourth. Those are your nominees. That's, That's a hard. pretty packed field That's right there. Hard. That is really packed field, dude. I mean, Kelly Sue isn't going to get it. I just don't I mean, think she has enough. Material. There's always going to be snubs on a list like that, but who do we say is the biggest snub here? Uh, Tom King's probably a big snub. I would also say that, um, uh, Tom Taylor is a big snub here. Yeah, it's a pretty big snub. Uh, it kind of sucks that Hickman didn't get a nod in his bow out of of X Men. You know what I mean? It would have been nice to give him. I'm sure that there's politics at play with the Eisner's, oh, just like any sure. other award thing. You know, where they don't want to be sure. doing the same people every time if they can avoid it. Still, James Tynion. I mean, he on this list every fucking year. Well, that's true. Uh, I mean, some also, people seem to be immune to that. Like, how many fucking Oscars has, like, Frances McDermott won and been exactly. nominated for, you know? Uh, also, definitely Jeff Lemire, you know, but I could put Jeff Lemire on a list, you know, forever. So, uh, now, best writer-artist combo, Allison Bechdel, um, Junji Ito, Danny Warren Johnson, 
um, Will McPhail and Barry Windsor Smith. Best penciler, mm. inkler, or pencil inkler team. Philippe Andrade, Phil Jimenez, Bruno Redondo, Isad Ripic, and uh, Craig Russell getting a nod for that work on Norse mythology, which is not a great book, but I mean, it's drawn, you know, really well. Uh, now, best painter multimedia artist. And that's really weird because they split up the art category in these ways. But Federico Bertolucci, John Bolton, Juan Cavia, Frank Pei, Elena Sardukin, and Sana Takeda. So I'm pretty sure she has won this several times for that book, but it, it's well-deserved, you know. Anytime. Yeah, it, I mean, basically the cover art is the art in the book. I mean, there's no deviation there. It's wonderful. Funny. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, cover artist Jen Bartel, David Mack, Bruno Redondo, again. Uh, Alex Ross getting a shout-out for all the cool shit he did at Marvel. And Julian Tatina Tedesco, one of my personal favorites, you know, getting a lot of love there. Also, Yoshi Yoshitani um, for I Am Not Starfire, The Blue Flame, Giga, and Witch Blood, which were really good. Uh, coloring, Andrade, Dodson, O'Neill, uh, Jacob Phillips is getting a shout-out there, and Matt Wilson. So, hey. Yeah, those are your nominees. We'll have more on those winners once they come out. But that's like the big one. You know, Eisner's like the really big one, the one that we really – The one everybody about. pays attention to. Yeah. Uh, but again, like Taylor said, there are always books that just are missing, you know, and creators who are missing. And it's just not not great. You know? no, I mean, someone's got to be off the list, you know. It's true. It doesn't and make it where it doesn't suck, but, you know. Yeah. It is ultimately yeah. always <laughs> going to be a problem. Yeah. So we'll have more on that, though, you know, eventually. So DC Round Robin, we're finally there. We're at the end of the road. Now we've come. DC Round Robin, it was uh, this uh, pretty okay. What was it? Dark something. What the hell was it? Suicide Squad Dark. Suicide Squad Dark, yeah. yeah. Which is not a terrible concept. I mean, it's a concept they've already done, basically, with, like, Justice League Dark and, you know, like, whatever that uh, Jason Todd – Suicide Squad thing is, but yeah, that's wild. Too. Zombie Squad, whatever that is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Z. many cool sounding yeah. books. Even even the Captain Carrot book would have been better than Superboy. I mean, the Man of Tomorrow. This uh, for people who are fans of the character, you know, the character has been put into comic book jail for ever since true. they've done like that reboot. You know, that's true. He has been, he John Kent is eating all of his lunch, you know? Uh, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So maybe the dude does need to get some love. I imagine sure. that's what was what put him over the hump here, you know? Sure. Give him love. Oh, he's forgotten. Nobody's talking about him. Well, I really nah, want everybody's to going I really I'm sure the book will be book. fine. I'm sh- oh, yeah, that- I'll definitely read it. We'll talk but about it. But I agree it, with you. Sure. That Green Lantern book was probably the... Yeah like the the top of the pick for us here at the podcast the and i Scott honestly i raised conspiracy book. i did well, kind of I, I did kind of check out once that one was eliminated yeah uh but yeah superboy man of tomorrow we will talk about that book um at some point uh it is uh it is by you know that's the one you specifically mentioned i know in the first round. <laughs> i know the one i specifically said man i, I don't this, that ain't gonna win uh kenny porter and uh it, Yanni, Yanoi, Lindsay, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, beating out the Suicide Squad Dark by Zach Thomas and Gary Brown, 72% to 28% with 3,500 votes. I'm surprised it was that lopsided. Wow. Very lopsided, man. Like the Connor Kent fanboys just come out and good for them. 
I mean, that's what it was all about. Any of the fanboys could have come out. I wasn't really pushing, you know, for a book at all throughout the history of the thing, even when a lot of the ones I wanted to win were still in it. But alas, uh, moving on, IDW, uh, losing a lot of shit very shortly. Um, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could not be in better hands. The Armageddon Game is an eight-issue miniseries coming in August. Um, it's all about the Rat King doing yep. his thing. Tom Waltz uh, with uh, Vincenzo Federici are going to be doing the hard work. There's an Eastman cover, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go, Licho. Sorry. Yeah. Go check out Licho's page, I guess. I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be cool. You know, uh, the turtles under the leadership of Shredder, which I'm still not used to, uh, begin a dangerous quest to seek out allies against the Rat King's trio of terror, Leather Krang, Baxter Stockman, one of the best, and Madame Knoll. It's a mission that will see our heroes spread out across New York City and across multiple dimensions. Yeah, I, they've been building towards this because in, in this continuity, Rat King is kind of like a godlike entity yeah. residing in New York. And he's been going to other god like in, like his brothers and sisters, which are also gods. It's and, wild, dude. and they it's like are a council of reeds. It's like a council of rat kings. No, it's not. It's not rat it's, kings. He's I know, but there are other gods who are like on his level, like his not his versions of him. It's not like a multiverse. No, it's not. It's different. It's, it's different yeah. creatures. Like one of them's like a mammoth, and one of them's like a. Jaguar. I think Gomer's comparison but, is still apt. Yeah, they're all new though. They're all yeah. still new characters. Yeah. The whole multi-dimensional Illuminati thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, dude. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool, man. It's they're really having a good time. Yeah, it's been building very, very slowly. They've taken kind of a hiatus from the build to do that whole uh, Venus de Milo thing, and that's fine. She, I yeah. think she'll be a good addition, you know, once they work out all the bugs and things like that. But yeah, it's it, Frankenstein um, story yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole bunch of other news, you know, little one hits I could have done, and we'll talk about those books. But I would have been remiss. Hey, hey, the Dirtless Bear Fighter number years. two, the little book that could, man. Uh, it's just so dumb, so stupid. Uh, Jody Lahoop and uh, Neil Vendrill are back this August. A new story arc. Fans can barely wait. He's Ayo. going international, Ayo. folks. Yeah, he's he's fighting koala bears. <laughs> i mean it's so <laughs> that is a wonderful so cover stupid. right there this i love this one like i love it yeah it's like got an old like pulp feel to it yeah yeah uh this is just a big dumb stupid book that's just so fun i i love it so much it and, is great it is just yeah it is on another level fun yeah uh this is gonna hit shells august 17th and you can bet your life we are definitely gonna talk about that when it comes out uh, next week, we don't have any TV this week, but next week, I think it's Obi-Wan, right? This yeah, Friday, yeah. Obi -Wan. Uh, the way it is the over next week, yeah. Yup, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and uh, the Stranger Things, too, is probably what I'll be watching, but it's got to all be about Obi-Wan. Man, I never watched season three of Stranger Things. I need to sit down and do that sometime. This season's supposed to be extra huge, it's like split into two parts, it's gonna be yeah. crazy. So, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but we got to do food. Mm, yummy. After years of just being tossed aside by Taco Bell, the Mexican pizza has returned. So as a follow-up, yep, I did get one. It was all right. I did too. It was just all right. It's as good as I remember it. It's all right. I don't remember them cutting it before. 
I don't remember them cutting it before either. I mean, nothing from Taco Bell is good. Let's yeah, not it's fool just ourselves. Right. Yeah. It's just all right. Yeah. But it, was, right, but it, was, Swiss it was good to have it back. Yeah, I guess. Swiss Miss introduces new Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnamilk Hot Drink Mix. Um, I don't know. Is this the good one or the bad one? You'll have to be the judge. Um, Why couldn't they just put this as a creamer for coffee? That's a good idea. Uh, they probably have that. They probably. Do I mean, you that. probably could use it as that. Yeah, you could probably just pour your dust in there with your marshmallows. and This actually comes with you two You stir it in, like a pack like you would sugar or something, you know? Yeah. I don't... All right, I like... What basically what they're doing here is they're making this, the milk that is left over after eating cinnamon toast crunch and turning that into a hot chocolate, quote unquote, hot chocolate flavor. I don't know where the hot comes in. You know what I mean? I'm not sure I want the cinnamon toast crunch milk. To I mean, be hot. cinnamon toast crunch specifically, <laughs> I can't think of a context where you want that hot, but adding cinnamon to hot chocolate doesn't sound like a bad idea. Oh, well, I could just like do idea. that, though. I could just do that. Well, they recognized that this was a chance to have corporate synergy happen. You know? It's weird. It's weird. So, yeah, I don't know if this is the bad one or if this is the bad one. As Pepsi. This is the one I was certain was going to be on here today. <laughs> Pepsi unveils a new Pepsi-roni pizza topped with Pepsi-infused pepperoni. Um, that's the most disgusting thing I could think of. I don't um, know how you infuse, like, Pepsi flavor into pepperoni in the yeah, first place. Are you place. injecting it, or is it like is it like a glaze or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, I you, don't know. But how are they even distributing this? Like, are they working with like a pizza chain or something? That's an excellent question. Exclusive to New York City, the pepperoni pizza will also follow its New York debut with select rollouts in a handful of other popular pizza markets around the country. So, so it's Chicago. like a pepperoni pizza tour. Gotham City. Yes, Gotham's got the best pizza. Gotham City's not even known for its pizza. <laughs> this is Gotham, the bad one. This for Gotham, sure is the bad one. I've seen Pepperoni the Fugitive. Yeah, it's the worst Dragon Ball Z episode ever. Uh, dude, I bet Gotham's got the worst style pizza. I mean, Gotham pizza, there's like a 50-50 chance every time you eat one that some supervillain has like... Poison. With Joker gas or like That's mind control stuff or fear gas. Yeah. They put Pepsi in the pepperoni. We need fucking Batman. I wonder this shit up. I wonder how on point the like little Pepsi logo decals on the pepperonis are actually gonna <laughs> it be. Might, it might actually be on point depending on the technique they use. How do you even do that? Do you there know is... this is going to be some mass-produced thing they just, you know, slap out? You know that's not going to be, be it's the highest be something quality. turned out of them from a machine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's potentially going to do that. It's Otherwise, I would advise you to look at how they make hard candies, <laughs> the shapes in hard candies. I don't it's mind disgusting. Pepsi, and I love pepperoni pizza, but this just seems like such an odd mix to me. I am know? not a fan of Pepsi. I hate Pepsi. Pepsi's uh, fine. Been, uh, I don't know about that. I like the Pepsi Man video game. Oh, that's weird. That's notoriously very bad. It's fun watching people speed run that game, you know, because they do. They just talk shit the whole time. It's good. But yeah, if you get your hands on some of that pizza, definitely let us know. Okay, we want to know how. It's like, oh yeah, you can really get the notes of Pepsi. Let's go to hell. Oh, these <laughs> these pepperoni have an aftertaste. Hey, before we move on, though, I did want to mention like hair. Pepsi tastes like you're drinking hair. I'm sorry, it just does. I don't it think works. it's that bad, but I would I would choose Coke. I would choose Coke every time if given it the is, choice. Pepsi is very sweet. 
or the when I go to a restaurant and they say is Pepsi okay, I say no, but I mean, what am I going to make you go tough. across the street? Am I going to make you go get me go somewhere else? No, I mean, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, if they right. have Pepsi, you know, I it's not a thing I give a second thought to. You know, it's fine. I'd prefer sweet tea over Pepsi, but I give me some lemonade. But I wanted to mention real quick we, yeah. before we moved on from the news. I meant to mention they are bringing back Daredevil. Oh yeah, they are bringing back the Daredevil. Yeah, that was part of the uh, Disney Plus stuff that I mentioned. Wanted to say that. Thank you, Andy. It's official. Pepsi is the worst. Andy said so. But yeah, but yeah, uh, they are bringing back Daredevil. We know very little. It's we do know that it's going to be a yeah, it's going to be a continuation. It's not a reboot. So, and that does make sense. It was pound for pound the best of the Netflix shows. I wanted to bring back D'Onofrio. I want Kingpin to be blind like he was for a while. I mean, they brought they've introduced Kingpin and Daredevil into various shows and movies. So you know they've been priming the pump for this. Yeah, I want all the all the folks to come back. I want all. I'm sure they will. Um, Deborah Ann Wall is like doing D and D shit now, but yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure she could be convinced to come back. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's doing that uh, that one for on D and D Beyond. The it's rad too. Tell the multiverse or something like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's do top three. Who wants to go first? You guys think about it while we do the intro. You- I don't want to decide. I get to decide if I can no, decide. No, you I'm- do it. Slacker, go first. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, I'm stoked about Daredevil 2, Andy. Uh, I mean, anything they do is solid with me. You know, anything Marvel wants to do on their TV shows is just fucking dope. Uh, I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, I want to mention Savage Avengers by Pitbos and Magno. Solid debut. Uh, it, but it, it does look like Conan is, you know, going home. I haven't that. Hold on. There it is. Yeah, they're back in Hyboria. By the end of that uh, I also wanted to mention a book that I don't think will get mentioned. Uh, Duo, number one. Uh, that is also that one. Yeah, that's also in my honorable mentions. Awesome. Uh, Greg Pak, Koi Fam, Scott Hanna. A really solid debut issue. It's in that milestone Earth M universe. Uh, an engaged couple, right, are scientists, and they're working on nanotech that's going to heal people. But the next step in their research is going to require them to use a human mind to direct these nanites the right way. Right, so there's an explosion caused at their house by a corporate raider, and it injures David. So Kelly uses the nanotech with her mind, but the nanites get confused, and they use her body as a resource to heal David. And it also takes her her consciousness along with it. So it's kind of like Nuclear Man, Firestorm. You know, there's two people okay. in there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah kind of similar to that shit. Yeah, yeah, but they're like really in love, and they know each other, and they're super smart scientists. It's, and it's a more compelling dynamic than it Firestorm really was, usually dude. ends up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Greg Pak always doing great work, but I had to mention that book because I was just really super surprised of you know how much I enjoyed it. But uh, it was a big X week, and it's going to show in my list. Uh, number three, Wolverine. Number twenty-one, Ben Percy, Adam Kubert. This is just a Deadpool arc where Deadpool wants to join Krakoa. Uh, the art was great. Super, ben Percy is, is one of those guys who just needs to be mentioned. You know, like, why wouldn't he nominate for an Eisner? You know, because he's up there. He could do it. He, he's just doing great. He doesn't too. write that. It's kind of like with the Oscars, right? Where, like, yeah, there's certain types of books that don't get the nods, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Danger you know, the shows fun ones, up. You know? Yeah, Danger shows up and is doing her thing. And then there's this at the end. Like, this one was in the briefcase. It's like a danger. Uh, Professor X, like, I don't know, man. 
you know, Cerebro, but for danger. And it was just really good. Great art, fun design. Uh, and I wanted to make it a big X week. So Wolverine, number 21, is my number three. Uh, all right, going around the clock. Big D. All righty. So you, you, already you, mentioned, you already mentioned duos in your honorable mentions. Very good book. All righty. Uh, Town Called Terror, number two, was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I got a screen for that. It was. Uh, Simon Kujanski, that's the only reason to read this. Steve Niles is a great horror writer, but they're really showing off the art in this book. Man. Yeah, it, it was. The, the art was very, very. Ooh, it's visceral. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Just yes. very vibrant and violent. And yeah. A lot of smirking going on. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of smirking. Definitely a lot of smirking. Uh, hit me number three mm. uh, was pretty good. And I don't the think last. I got that, but yeah, it last, was very good. It was solid. The last book I'll put in my honorable mentions is also Savage Avengers number one. Uh, I don't follow a lot of Avengers. I don't follow a lot of Conan. Good book, but, you know, I, I'm. Kind of not up to par or up to snuff on the storylines and stuff. So yeah, these are a lot of characters where if you don't know what's going on with them, this book isn't really going to let you know what's going on with them. But I'm not sure it matters because just from the look of these guys, you kind of know what they're all about. And there's you know? a very there's a very Terminator esque element to it with Deadlock. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and that's always the way there is with Deadlock. Yeah. So yeah, solid book, solid book, but. Number my three. my number three is I hate this place. Oh, was that this week? Yes. Oh man, the one also known as fuck this place, right? Yes, fuck this place. We oh, uh, man. that meant to, that should have went on my list. Um, I love that book. The best way I can if, if for anybody who's kind of into the paranormal or cryptozoology and stuff, uh, this book is essentially Skinwalker Ranch, the comic book. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it really leans into the tropes. It you does. Know, they're and- they're. But there's a lot of in a good a, way. In a there's good a lot way. of elements that you, if you've listened to stories about Skinwalker Ranch and the people who live yeah. there, um, there's a lot of elements uh, specifically about the ranch in the book that yeah. kind of mimic or mirror Skinwalker Ranch. It's definitely a satire of several different oh, yeah. places, not just but, Skinwalker Ranch. There's no UFOs in the talk about Skinwalker. Ranch. Oh, there's UFOs in talk about Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, is there? There's anything and everything you can imagine is oh. talked about in Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. There's UFOs. There's portals to other worlds. There's ghosts. There's and phantom that's this, dogs. That, yeah, that's what this book is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a solid book, man. Good choice. And, and I think we're, I we're to getting put this on my list. I don't know how I missed it, but I just uh, read it early last week. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of world building going on. We paying start off, for your privilege there, going. paying for my privilege. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of world building going on because we start off with like three guys meeting in the woods because they apparently just robbed a bank or something, and yeah. the and the one guy pretty much pulls a joker and he's going to kill the other two guys, but apparently the force kills them first. The woods yeah, killed him. The woods and killed him. The guy shows up later on as a hired hand at the ranch. So there's a lot of there's a, there's a there's another story going on here that's outside of the paranormal. Yeah. But we got these two com- this compelling couple and one of them's like a doomsday prepper and she's like loves the place. The girl that inherited the place hates the place, but the doomsday prepper is yeah. like I like this place. <laughs> so Yeah, and she just and then, wants to stay there long enough to make some money. Yeah, she wants to stay there long enough to sell it, but it, there's just but if you if you if you've listened to like Art Bell and you've listened to some of like yeah. these other paranormal type shows there are a lot of elements of the, that they've mentioned about skinwalker ranch that do show up in the book yeah it's pretty exciting actually yeah i had a great time with this book man i can't believe i 
I didn't put it on my list. Oh well, Taylor. Honorable mentions. Um, I'll do an honorable mention for uh, Fantastic Four number forty-three. It's more of that Reckoning War stuff, but as you can tell on the cover, it's mostly about Doom doing some big flex moves, and I'm, I'm always down for that. Sure. Uh, oh, and what I predicted a few weeks ago about the whole thing with Uwatu, where it actually wasn't true that he had fucked things up by interfering, I called it, and I was right. So you know, nice. just wanted to put that out there. Nice, um, nice. Also an honorable mention for um, Immortal X-Men number two. Um, this one was fun. It was a good showcase of hope and how she is, in fact, a badass, you know? Yes. She uh, is Betsy badass. I love that they're talking about Storm and uh, Magneto here. Yeah, they could handle it on their own if they needed to. But, but they don't like, really have to try. If they but yeah. Classic Sinister stuff going on here. Sinister is always fun. It's good to yeah. see here. Um yeah, it was just a crowded X week, and this was just my least favorite of the three. But otherwise, yeah, it was a very good book, and I want to. It was fantastic. It Any other X week, it definitely would have made my top three. Yeah. Any other week. But my number three, also an X book, is New Mutants number twenty-five. I have Our been missing choice. this book. Um, this is this, my number one book. Yeah, this is uh, magic uh, passing off the leadership of Limbo, and I love the framing device with like the children's fairy tale making parallel. And uh, also, yeah, the artwork to, in this is to die for. I love all the imagery. I love all the. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just it's gorgeous, and then they have two artists on it. It's yeah, also, we get in the uh, back. We like, like that classic like looking classic, art. Classic, yeah. like old, like in that nineteen eighties shit. Yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah. John I mean, Byrne and all that. This is a perfect comic, dude. It was spectacular. Yeah, I it was not enough of this book. This it week. was a crowded uh, top of the heap this week, yeah. and but yeah, it's just it came down to like personal taste, I guess, for my top three. But yeah, oh, this easily sure, could have been this easily would have been number one most weeks for sure. Yeah, it just it did everything right. It hit that nostalgia feel. It was updated. It was within Krakoa. It had action throughout the whole damn book. It's great yeah. character moments. Just I just love where this book continues to go. You know, yeah, every I mean, fucking time it comes this out, is so good. this is one of the top tier X Men books. Anyone yeah. who hasn't been checking it out, you need to go back and read since this uh since Ayala took over writing. Yeah. It's been great. So good. I even liked it before then. But yeah. It was fine before then, just a little inconsistent, but it yeah. has really hit its stride with this new creative team. Yeah, excellent choice, Andy, because that's my number one, too. Uh, anyway, back around to me, I guess. Uh, my number three, two book, because it's an all X week, X-Men Red number two. This is my number one. Al Ewing, Stefano Caselli. I mean, there's not really much to say. There's just so much cool shit going on yeah i mean i can't world. really talk about it without giving just like the blow by blow but yeah i love yeah. um i love vulcan in here i love how abigail always yeah, yeah abigail and her scheming and also storm like pulling a fast one on her by like totally disrupting her schemes yeah and i love the like the the splintering right now that we know that abigail's the bad guy here it is kind of cool to see like manifold you know trust in his gut yeah yeah and I love that, like, you know, he is bringing up the, like, you know, it's a funny coincidence how you were dropping that, that of all the places that satellite could have fallen down, it was going down on my country, you know? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. it's good to see him not be a fool here, you know, because I really like him as a character. Yeah. If, if anybody on the team isn't going to get over, I don't want him to be gotten over. You yeah. know what I mean? Because Abigail's really good at getting over on everybody, but. But just damn great fight yeah. here with the progenitors and, and like, you know, 
and coming in under the Vulcan radar, setting up Vulcan and Tarn is fucking amazing. Now that, man. yeah, that is a that's really cool from just like a oh man, I'd really love to see that fight perspective. And it's also yep. really cool to see like the political angle of this. Yes, you know? yes, um, well, Vulcan can take some power on the damn council that'd be uh, interesting I mean, circle, I mean, dude. tarn's be- no slouch but vulcan is like a god so that'd be really yes. interesting to see how that goes yeah um but low-key also really cool is uh fisher king apparently yeah. he has like a he has a really interesting backstory that they're doing a good job hinting at us because like when he shows up with the brotherhood to help them fight they're all like oh it's um the captain at midnight or whatever it is they call yeah. him like, like well, he was the what now the yeah. normal ass human apparently has like a scary reputation, and that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, uh, I just I love that what Al Ewing does all the time. Stefano Caselli is one of the you know living greats over at Marvel. It's just a fun fucking book, and that's really the the theme for. Oh, all we of didn't the even talk about Storm week. just dunking on Vulcan towards the end of the issue it's too. It's just amazing, and I mean that's basically leading right into Abigail's hands. You know, just. Vulcan is just—I mean, it is, is it, and it isn't, you know, because yeah. like she thwarted Abigail's like plans there, but yeah, that's what makes Abigail such a good character too, because like she had a plan that was like the backup plan, you know, yeah. like even when she doesn't get what she wants, she still gets what she wants, yeah, you know, and that's yeah. like she's really good Perfect. at setting up like her gambits, you know, it's really cool yeah. to play out. Just perfect, man. Uh, again, there were a lot of good books this week, and most of them were X books. So uh, that was my number two, Dave. You're ah, up for number two, man. Nah, number two. Take a number two on them. Fables one fifty one. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't grab that one either. Oh okay. my gosh this this basically takes play, starts off immediately at the aftermath of like the final issue of the series of the series, mm. of, but. We get I decided in the shop that like I have every other fables in trade, so I'm gonna wait to get this wait. in trade. Yeah, yeah I, that's but, how I'm buying it too. But we get introduced to a new character, and uh, apparently they're gonna go hunt for Geppetto. There's a hunt for Geppetto about to happen. Oh, cool! That is interesting. I mean, they're they're kind of picking up with like the big bad. You know? Yeah, somebody nice. basically they they basically said that you know Geppetto was warned not to do anything in the real world, and what did he do? He came to the real world. Yeah. And now he's got to pay a price, so start assembling a team. That's awesome. So they're going to get like an X Force. I don't know. Fucking uh, maybe Spec Ops team, something like that. I think. That's it's, rad. I think that's where it's going. Damn, that's fucking cool. So we Man, get introduced. Book, I should have just gotten it. We Damn. get introduced to a new character named Gwen, who's who is also known as Jack of the Green. She got it fair and square, okay. and she goes to talk to the old Jack of the Green, and he's like. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm nice. still Jack of the Green. So nice. it's, it's there's a great dynamic going on there. And he's like, I was never an archer. She's like, well, you need an archer now. That's the new way of doing things. It's pretty good. That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, it's dealing cool, with excellent uh, choice. It's dealing with just really good stuff. And always Fables delivers, you know. Fables yeah. has always delivered. I mean, Fables has a bigger pedigree behind it than almost any other book you could name, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are you up to, number two for Taylor? Yeah, my number two was uh, Nightwing, number 92. Excellent um, This is always a good book. It's always a lot of fun. Um, Tom Taylor is great at setting up these character dynamics. It was really cool seeing, you know, the different ways that Dick and Bruce kind of approached the same situation. And But the real big moment of the book, of course, yeah, was um, Alfred being the world's Alfred. greatest mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, that's really the only way to put it, man. And then I love this uh, Perez right here and Wolfman right here. Yeah, that was a great. Very line. well done. Just so fucking cool. That's a great way to frame it too. You know, like yes. Nightwing, like you know, acknowledge Raven Adam. Yeah, yeah, just so fucking cool, man. And then you know they're building a stat, an Alfred statue, uh, just like any Bruno Redondo work. You get one of these, just because. Just because it's amazing. Just wonderful city. Oh, my God. It's yeah. I mean, boring. the last two issues haven't been, like, you know, slouches in the art department, but it is great but to see Bruno back. You, you know? miss him. You miss Bruno. You miss Renato. him when he's gone. Yeah. These eyes are nominated for this book. Okay? Period. That's why. You miss him when he's not on this book. Uh, Nightwing's retired from my top three, or this would have been my number one book this week. It was perfect. It struck at the hard chords. I was getting misty-eyed, you know, I just like I do. Um I, I love that their plan to screw everything up is to have the Flash just run around and then have Superman show up so nobody's going to try anything. You know, it's like yeah, Dick Grayson doesn't need a bodyguard, but everybody thinks he needs a bodyguard, so he gets the best fucking bodyguards on the planet, the two most powerful beings on the fucking planet as yeah, like, bodyguards. They handle this so smartly, you know? Yep. Like, I like how they kind of deconstruct the whole like oh no stay out of my turf superman you know but like yeah superman yeah come on yeah it's come for the opening you know yeah dude yeah and there's also this idea that the way that dick is the way nightwing is fighting this crime right is is just smart as fuck like all right i'm not gonna these guys are wearing masks you know so they don't want to be seen the cameras are all off my backups cameras are on i'm just gonna take all their hoods off now i know who they are and they know I know who they are. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. what is getting paid really worth? You know, you're going to come attack my family. Now I know who you are. And I know Superman. And I know the Flash. So it's like, do you really want to fuck with me? And that's basically what he was saying to these guys. Yeah. You know, and it was just so well done. Just super also a smart. really good stinger, too. We have that, uh, yeah. I forget his name, Heartbreaker, maybe. Yeah. Heart something. But yeah, he, they've been teasing him for a while, and it's kind of yeah. cool to see like he's teaming up with the other main antagonist now. I think the know? last time we saw him was that fire, where there was that fire. Yeah, and it's been a minute. Pretty much handed Dick his ass. You know, not completely, but... He definitely established himself as a credible threat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Great, great book. Uh, that comes to me, number one. My number one was, again, New Mutants, uh, number 25. Just a fantastic book. I love this book so much. The art is beautiful. Here, I love this page because everybody is just so gorgeous. The art, look at the emotion, you know, and then the emotion. It, it's just just a wonderfully done comic book from every level, you know, from top to bottom. It's fantastic. So, yeah, New Mutants number 25 was my number one. Dave doesn't have to tell anybody what his number one is. Shaolin Cowboy. Shaolin Cowboy. Cruel to be kin. I knew this oh, as soon as it was announced. I knew this was David's number one book. You can never go wrong with Jeff Darrow's artwork. He's amazing. It is beautiful. It will. It, it is detailed. Uh, it's it funny is, as fuck. It it is very it is very self irreverent. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's just this great. It it's I it's being told as a series of flashbacks. By this uh, Komodo dragon, not the one in this particular picture. <laughs> yeah, the ba- he's a baby. In <laughs> it's this. the freshly hatched, and its father was already trying to eat it. And just all of it, you know, Shaolin Cowboy comes up to 
basically save the day, save the day. <laughs> but this, it's just this, this wonderful fight going on with this guy on a literally a, a jellyfish, a floating jellyfish. This very, yeah, I don't man even have with, that. It's so <laughs> dumb, but it is so awesome. Like this, this, that, 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 uh, <laughs> pterodactyl looking thing is basically yeah. it's a german it has a german accent <laughs> yeah but this this book just like all of shawlin cowboy stuff from burly man press to dark horse comics yeah it, it delivers it always delivers great art uh the stories sometimes are a little hard to follow because you know you have like you know crabs that have beef with shawlin cowboy you got zombies. Dude, this whole book are, is just one komodo dragon telling a story to another komodo dragon. It's, yeah it's one komodo it's dragon just fyi tell- that's all you really need to know it's about just the book. a recounting it's just a recounting of the of, yeah. of the this one komodo dragon's early like 60 <laughs> seconds of life yeah. <laughs> that my and father tried really to eat me good. as i hatched and shawlin cowboy come up and defended me and forever yeah. i am in his debt and it's great i just yeah. i don't i i'm very excited to see where this goes because like yeah. i said it always this book always delivers action craziness rolled up in a beautiful package yeah and it's all about the art too for me the story is always just it's, man, but it's always good action you it's know, no a, yeah it's, it's always going to be great sequential storytelling well. i mean yeah. the, the story is not going to be the reason you read this book <laughs> yeah and it's still a solid story. It's fun. It's entertaining. So they're yeah, always irreverent. But you know, Jeff Darrow has always done this well throughout his career at Dark Horse. Right. He's done you know hard boiled and just other books yeah. like this. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are we? Are, are is there one more? Taylor, well, Taylor already. I was X Men Red number two, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thor twenty five was also solid. Um, Transformers number forty three was the end of the road. The last issue of that, but still somehow not the last issue of that we'll talk more about that maybe later um and yeah you didn't mention flash i wasn't flash able to get my hand on that one. Oh, that sucks eternals number 12 was setting up judgment day it was okay again it was a really really solid week of, of comedy. we got to talk about it uh we got flat yeah flash was dope andy flash is always good so uh, awesome, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you like what we're doing, check out the bullies. They got their own show. It's going to be on this Facebook uh, group or page. Yeah, the page. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If you want more links, outrightgeekery.com. Got links to everything the bullies do, uh, do plus everything we got going on. Uh, links to all of our social media. Links to YouTube pages and merch, Patreon, all kinds of shit. You name it, we got it. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, we got another show. We'll be doing it tomorrow. Uh, probably just a Gomer and Taylor show, unless uh, Adam goes up. Yeah, I won't be here for that. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of the new comics dropping this week. Uh, and there's some good ones. It's a ra- relatively light compared to this week, but damn, this week was fucking huge. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So come back for that. Again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. But most of all, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy. We are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Man, that fucked this place. I can't believe I forgot about that. I read it way early. I thought it was last week.